Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hi, this is Bill Ratner. I'm the voice of Flint on G.I. Joe, and this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, which is actually an appropriation of the original saying, Knowing is Half the Battle, which was used in a number of public service announcements that have now been burlesqued on YouTube by a number of individuals, and I don't think there's a copyright issue at all. Have a good day. And welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, Patreon edition. This time we're going to be talking Transformers Beast Wars. The, oh, the, <laughs> the low road is the name of the show. And I had never felt much lower than watching this episode. But um, who, I, g- who, who gave this to us? This was a Dave the Usher episode. For what Patreon. did he say about this? Dave? He just said it was like silly. Uh, he said huh. it was like fun. He said, "Here's a silly one for you guys to mess around with." And uh, I suppose he was telling the truth. Yeah, technically, yes. Uh, this is um, this is. It doesn't feel like it's a it's. Ugh. Here's the it's deal. Looney Tunes. I it's 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 uh, watered down. Fourth generation Looney Tunes. Let's get let's get introductions out of the way because we have a little bit of a shake up here today. As Gina Ippolito could not be with us, she is too busy writing like what multiple pilots. Yeah, and- Gina <laughs> Gina works in Hollywood. We um, we lounge around it. Oh yeah. yeah, we're the we're the hot girls by the pool, but we let ourselves go. <laughs> I don't know that that's really because not the good analogy for no, it's not because no. that means somebody is paying for us. We are the people who are. Uh, Working the 7-Elevens. Okay, I'll take that. Well, I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Chan. And we are joined by a very special guest, a friend of the show, fan of the show, the meme maker himself, Whoa. Steve Moulton. Hi, everybody. He's here. 
It's me. Uh, uh, thanks so much for having me in. This well, is kind of a dream come true. Thank you for having availability on a Tuesday night. Thank you. <laughs> I think that went a long way in helping get you in here. Oh, cool. Because uh, uh, we were wanting a guest because Gina wasn't here. It was a, uh, you and know. We, we were meaning to get you on, but legitimately, we've been meaning to get you on for like months now. So oh, I'm glad that we could work this that. thing that's, out. That's going to inflate my head. Okay. Well, it, you may, we right. may never have you back again. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, so, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see, see how, how it goes. <laughs> Uh, you have a podcast, yes? I do. I do a, uh, a show with my buddy Wes Weitzenhofer. It's called View the Right Thing, uh, where we try to uh, watch all the movies that we've been told over the years and years that we should have seen by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, in order to, to form the list, we went to the AFI Top 100 of All Time list, sure. wrote all that on a piece of paper, threw it into a bucket, threw a couple of our own recommendations into a bucket. We draw randomly. We watch whatever's on that piece of paper. We discuss it. We try to talk about what we got to in theaters that week and that sort of thing. Now, does, <laughs> is, is it ever a problem time. if one of you has seen the movie and the other hasn't? Or are yes. both of you pretty, like... Uh, so, basically, when we were deciding, as we were going down that AFI list, if we'd both seen the movie, it couldn't go in the bucket. Of course, yeah. If one of us had and one of us hadn't, it goes in. If neither of us had, it definitely goes in. Okay. Um, and then the same, you know, like when I was like, well, you've seen Big Trouble in Little China, right? And he was like, of course I've seen that. So that can't go in the bucket, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty fun time. And, it, you know, it's it's fun to to force ourselves to watch these movies that might be 70 years old at this point. But are probably fantastic if they're in the top 100 AFI. For the most part, yes. Yeah, some of them are very depressing. Mutiny on the Bounty, very depressing. Oh, yeah. Mm, Paths yeah. of Glory, very depressing. Have you guys had to watch Birth of a Nation yet? No, I don't, think that's I don't know 100. that we would. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I suppose we should, but yeah, I don't know if that's any. On it's any it's known as like a classic anymore. movie. It's the first ever feature length motion oh, yeah. picture. Oh, it's yeah. just also super, you know, yep. racist. Yeah, super racist. I had to watch it in film studies class, and oh, it was it's number forty four on the list. Oh, there oh, it no, is. It, it might yep. be in our bucket somewhere. Oh boy, I'm assuming it was in the top one hundred. Well, not so much because it's a great movie, because it's an important movie. You know, that's right. The thing. It's like Battleship Potemkin. It's the sort of thing that you watch in a, a, a film class. Sure. Well, speaking of things that are not important, Transformers: Beast Wars. Booyah! It, now, th- okay, Dave the Usher. Um, I. <sighs> I don't know what to say to you, Dave. This is a, this was a lot. Here's this was thing. a lot to take in. For if me. this was your childhood, if this was like your first Transformers, I guess it makes sense. So so many of the things that Transformers are, this is not. Yes, yeah. like like animated. This uh, is computer animated. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. There's some great computer animation. Like Inside Out is computer animation. You gonna like bitch about that? You're not gonna True. compare the animation of Inside Out to the animation of Transformers Beast Wars, are you? I mean, what year did uh, this come out? This, I believe, I looked it up. It was '96. Wow, this was nine. Th- I want to say it was '96. Yeah. Whoa. Unless I'm mistaken. '96 to '99. There you go. So, so maybe this, this episode. Uh, this is episode. I think '65 or something. I remember. Maybe. Oh, wow. Maybe I'm wrong about that. A point being, 20 years old animation, you're not going to, you're not allowed to say it's, I mean, mm, you, you you can't complain about the technical uh, quality of it. Oh, I think you can. Uh, on an aesthetic <laughs> level, aesthetically, yes. You can say that that looks 
creepy and awful. Yeah. Um, but you know what? You know the animation. I just have right. The animation is terrible in this. And uh, again, if this was your first Transformers experience, my problem is like you must not like Transformers very enough, if, very much. If this was what you got, the animation reminds me of you know how like they create video games in TV shows like yeah. Law and Order SVU. This animation is like what Law and Order SVU thinks video games, or in fact, movies about video games from the nineties. Oh, yeah. Movies like Hackers. Or a stay alive. The animation very much reminds me of just like what people who came later can do on a very shoestring budget. Yeah. Because obviously this was made for no money whatsoever. Oh, disagree. I mean, this is this is like vintage Lawnmower Man uh, era <laughs> animation. Oh, that was Man. my first thought. Exactly. Uh, and the fact that it was for a kids show, it was probably pretty expensive to make at the time. Uh, and a kid at that time would have been like holy shit look at this it looks real and perhaps you know uh at for for its time i'm sure it was just fine i remember when it came out i thought to myself oh a new transformers let's just check that out like oh the animation that looks kind of interesting they're going for the cgi route you know like um i don't i don't hate that i never got around to doing it and Boy, am I glad I didn't. Yeah. Boy, am I glad I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to defend it for what it is, but sure. also, it's fucking terrible. We're going to have a rare Ooh. episode where I'm going to be on the attack pretty much 24-7 Un- for understood. this episode. Because this episode, like, I know I get upset a lot, but this one, like, took the fight out of me. Like, yeah. like when we were watching Hulk Hogan, I, want, I, I, I got a headache about five minutes into it, and I was, like, fighting my way through, and I felt like I was, like, I had, you know, done ten rounds in the ring yeah. uh, when that thing was over. This one punched me in the face right when it started, and I don't think I ever got up. I think it was a one-round uh, TKO. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're about a minute in when uh, uh, the little rat dude, like, golf uh, putts a, 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 a oh, bean yeah. or something, right, a right. nut, into uh, the uh, raptor's butt. And he falls down. Let's yeah. like, oh, that is this what the show is? Let's begin at the beginning. I, I had to, I had to Wikipedia this show to kind of get a little bit of information about it. I did not. Okay, I so have. I'm glad because this no is desire. a couple of things because I just want to know what was up with this. Yeah, uh, you, what it is is it's the Transformers, and this is about six generations apparently, or something to that effect, after the Transformers animated show. So these are somehow the descendants oh, wow. of the Transformers. Mm-hmm. Oh. So you have Megatron and Optimus Prime, but they're they're like the like Muppet Babies versions in some way. They're younger versions of these characters. Yeah. And so they're on some sort of planet, and there's the there's the Maximals, yeah. which is what the Autobots are now, the, the Maximals, and they're all animals and what they transform into. And Strange the Predacons are the Decepticons, and they transform into, like, other stuff. Yeah. Dinosaurs and stuff. Now, this episode, Chan, uh, uh, and, and Steve as well, was written by Bob Forward, and uh, if I had to look up who Bob Forward was because I wanted to egg his house. But <laughs> do you know what else we have watched that Bob Forward has written? And it was his first credit. Whoa. What was that? The He-Man She-Ra Christmas special. Awesome. He is the creative force behind the He-Man She-Ra Christmas. And that was his first writing credit uh, uh, that he has on IMDb. And I knew the name sounded too familiar. Bob Forward. Bob Forward. <sighs> Bob Ford also wrote 16 episodes of... Oh, hold on. Oh. 
I was just uh, – he did a bunch of He-Man, a bunch of uh, She-Ra's. I was about to say episodes of the real Ghostbusters. Oh. Took a closer look. There's no real in front of that. Oh, He wrote no. a bunch of episodes of Ghostbusters. The fake Ghostbusters oh. with the monkey. But, uh, then, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. We- weirdly, he did write episodes of the real Ghostbusters. But not the real Ghostbusters, Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. Oh, that was the yeah, the reboot. The yeah, came and after. He, he also wrote two episodes of GI Joe. Oh yeah, series two GI Joe from the nineties. Oh my! So that's like the one when they had the Joe versus Cobra vehicle football game and all that stuff. That is correct. He may have actually years. written that episode. Rough years. Wow. Steve, what was your impression of uh, Beast Wars? Well, I do want to point out. Uh, it's very interesting that Chen. Uh, uh, compared this to Lawnmower Man because the episode literally started with two characters clearing brush, mm-hmm. and uh, and I too remember thinking like these graphics are a little a uh, little Lawnmower Man, mm-hmm. and then sure enough they're landscaping. <laughs> uh, one big problem I had with it was you know original Transformers had a whole rock and roll theme song Transformers sure. mm-hmm. more than meets the eye mm-hmm. robots in disguise, all the words, the words to this song were. Beast Wars, and then just a bunch of instrumentation, and, and then we, I think it said Beast Wars one more time, and then the show started. Can we can we get it. a little sound poll for that, Chan? I mean, I'm, I don't really... Honestly, I've already blacked out what the theme song even sounded like. I wish I could. That's some sweet guitar. Yeah, you could almost argue this is original dubstep. Bunch of sound effects. Yeah, uh, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Is I, it? Is, yeah, that's a well, great. Here's okay. the thing. Here's what you uh, didn't go far enough into IMDb to find out. Yes, he wrote a couple episodes of He Man and Shira. Right. He storyboarded 114 episodes of He Man, wow. 65 episodes of She-Ra. He began as an artist. That's oh, what his background okay. is. Okay. So Pretty when cool. you when you uh, you know have him writing episodes of this show that is presumably for kids, he's gonna take it in a in a slapsticky visual direction. Well, he definitely did that. Yes. So we opened in the jungle, and I was confused immediately. I find out we have two characters we get we get to meet. We meet Rat Trap, and we meet Dinobot. And I assumed that Dinobot was a bad guy. So did and I. And that somehow they were like, but apparently they're on the same team and they just troll each other. Rat Traps, as you said before, he golf clubs the bean in, straight up into his butt. Oh, yeah. And that will not be the first butt related thing that happens in this episode. <sighs> it is called the low road. Uh, <laughs> it really was. And, uh, okay. Yes. And so, uh,. There's an attack of some kind on the Transformers base, and they won't come in because they're fighting with each other. Right. So Rhinox, who is just this big, dumb, brutish, he's got too many guns as he comes out, and he's just shooting it at literally everybody. He doesn't even care. He doesn't run out of ammo. <laughs> There's a shot of the shells yes! falling down. Oh, yeah. It's- very. Oh, he gets a full pile of golden shells built up mm. behind him. I, I appreciated that, but then we have our uh, the transforming. Oh God, what was he? A tarantula, right? Yes, yep. tarantulas. Tarantula. Thank you. Oh, Maybe tarantulax. Like, nobody's even know. trying in this show. <laughs> the, the tarantula transforms and shoots a an alien space hugger. Yeah. <laughs> onto Rhinox, which was it seems so out of place from everything else that's happening, right. like. There's a lot of just weird things that happened in this episode, and I assume it's par for the course. Uh, yeah, part of the problem that I have is so many strange anachronisms. I don't yes. know if 
it's, at, at first I thought it was like, okay, we're in uh, prehistoric times, uh, sort of. You just got a bunch of animals. Apparently, it's on another planet, so and they're descendants, so maybe they still have data stores of whatnot uh, of, of you know of animals and things. My point is. Uh, this uh, raptor dude keeps calling the rat guy a cheese eater and makes right. jokes about cheese. Yeah, uh, where are you gonna get cheese on a fucking planet where but, there are no humans? But not just cheese? that, because Rat Trap actually takes this joke one step further and says, "Yeah, I had a Limburger sandwich. Why yep. don't you get over it? Right? Yep. To fi- why would a robot need to eat a sandwich? This is my uh, question. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. The the fact that we're just uh, bouncing around between we're animals, uh, we're humans, we're robots uh it didn't it didn't make a lot of sense at least transformers kept pretty uh, kept on the straight and narrow here's our reality and you know here are the rules and we stick to those yeah because there's even a line later on where they say like uh, rhinox you should eat something while in rhino form yep so therefore you can get your your energy back Mm -hmm. and it's and it's like that mean well when he transforms into a robot what happens to that waist does his does he still have a stomach uh clearly problematic he does well okay Uh, and and i I, there probably is something Uh, in there about how um because they're on this planet and there was no there were no mechanical facilities available uh they were uh created to consume a vegetable plant uh, plant and vegetable okay. maybe oh, you know right. uh, but there protein. are also energon cubes cuz they make reference to that too during the episode well they make reference to energon drain okay, so like it's it. sort of like it's sort of their blood and their chi and you yeah. know all of that business so and also they have limburger and the limburger that's the problem <laughs> Like, most of this, I get how this would work. I don't understand Limburger, and that is a big problem. It's almost like he went for a gag that completely broke the meta of what they were doing. Right. That's, there were so many gags, and that that's what irritated me. But to harken back to Chan's Looney Tunes comment yes. earlier, like... I do remember a lot of Limburger jokes sure. coming out of the Bugs yes. Bunny cartoon. And mm-hmm. halitosis jokes, yeah. and Limber, and it's just... One, just keep the hits a coming. That's yeah. what, that's what Beast Wars do. And up, and Optimus Prime. Okay, I, I also wrote down here. Optimus Prime is a gorilla. Oh yeah, he he is. He's not a truck. Nope. At first, I thought he was an elephant. I had to go back and change my notes because he's the Optimus Gorilla Prime. Did he look like an elephant? I thought you know the gray and like the way his elbows were looking. It kind of looked like an elephant leg to me. Yeah, like and I wasn't he transformed. Yeah. yeah, and like, but and, and like some of the transformers, like these were real products. Uh-huh. And Beast Wars is a thing that got rebooted. So apparently somebody was watching this. Oh, um, but like some of the transformers, like the the, the the guy who has a dino head is like his hand normally when he's a robot. Right. It's not even like hiding somewhere. Like the cleverness of like you know the windows being his chest piece. Yeah. He just has a dino. A sore head for a hand. This is something that I'm curious Brr. about because they decided at some point let's make transformers that are animals instead of, of vehicles. Sure, and the Dinobots were part of that from the uh, Transformers movie. Right. Well, no, I mean there was the I mean there were the Dinobots, but uh, they sort of bailed at that point. Like okay. there was the Insecticons, but they weren't really insects. Yeah. And here they're making animals. With very organic curves and stuff right. like that, like it's it's a fucking gorilla yes. and it's a fucking rhinoceros. It's not like cheetah um, tiger. Yeah, it's it's not like Ravage or Buzzsaw or something like that, which were technically animals, but were you know Ravage. very clearly robots. Like, yeah, yes. and this with hard edges. Yeah, like the, the the toys themselves. You know, it's sort of like 
here's a weird outer shell that goes on the inside of the the robot looking thing and it just it sort of violates uh, part of what made the design of the Transformers so amazing. Right. Because, like, yeah, that thing, like, have you have you ever stopped and thought about, like, the poor engineer that had to create a Transformer? I assume That had to have genius. a fucking car right. and then make it look like a robot and then make all of the pieces, like, well, this joint's got to move here and this joint's got to move here. That's just, I can't, I can't comprehend. How about how about the genius at play with the McDonald's Happy Meal toys that made the McDonald's <laughs> food into robots during the Transformers I, uh, craze? Craze. See, I said the Transformers. I did not say the GoBots. Uh, the GoBots <laughs> definitely uh, were a step down, and I don't quite remember the McDonald's Transformers, but I can only assume. Oh, you got to look that up. They're amazing. I bet if I were to search my mother's house for 30 minutes, I would find all of those transforming McDonald's Oh, toys. my God. I just finished. <laughs> oh, oh, I remember somewhere. these. Yeah, weren't they cool? The oh, French fries God. and the milkshake. French fries and milkshake. Big and Mac. The Big Mac, but it's not even, it's, is it the uh, burger? Isn't, it, but isn't there also like the hotcakes and sausage, just the container? Like yep. the foam container was one of them yep. or something? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. That one. Oh, I had is, them all, baby. This is, uh, I got to work on. Not a good Oh, there were so many. They made eight look. of them. No, no, no. That's, that's the. Oh, that's the fries them. done that's twice. Opened up. Uh, as a robot. Oh man! Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I would uh, not watch a cartoon about McDonald's Transformers. That oh, seems like a terrible idea. I 100 um, percent would watch a show about McDonald's Transformers. <laughs> I, I think it would be better than Beast Wars. I bet you there's a five minute short somewhere that they made for uh, to show in the stores. Yeah, or why don't we bring it back and pitch it to studios? McDonald's will back us. We'll make a fortune. Come on, hey, they, they made Mac and me. You know, they'll... they made Mac and me. Although I heard officially McDonald's did not sponsor that. The people who made it just loved McDonald's. Yeah, and officially oh. Trump didn't fire Comey uh, for uh, <laughs> uh, looking into Russia ties. I remember, wasn't there even like a um, a Mac and Me making of special hosted by Ronald McDonald? Oh, gosh, I don't even know. I hope so. I'm pretty sure it's out there That somewhere. feels like a thing that I would want in my life. Uh, <laughs> although I can honestly say I don't think I've, I've, I've listened to like the, the uh, How Did This Get Made podcast yeah. about Mac and Me. I can't say I've ever actually sat down and watched, even as a kid, watched Mac and Me. And I watched some bullshit. Like, you know, I have. <laughs> we were children I, of the 80s. We oh, all did. Oh, yeah. Heck great. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, moving Jesus forward. Christ. There's, yes. some, there's a McDonald's wiki. I Whoa. had no idea. Is it, is it is it Micopedia? No, it's Ooh. not. That's a lost opportunity right no. there. Well um, played. Can I ask a question yes, about the over arch, overarching premise of this uh, show? Please, I'll try. Why, if these guys are on a planet where there seems to be no humans at all, None. certainly no human civilization or any sort of civilization going on, why do these robots need to transform into anything? Ever. Uh, presumably so that they could... Hide among the gorillas? Question mark. Yeah, because the tarantula, like it's it's uh, a giant robot tarantula, but somehow like fits in, and nobody sees him coming when he shoots at him. Yeah. Uh, also, the there huh. must have. Been, I think it's a. Pl- mm, okay, I don't understand this, but there were uh, it, There were bugs in the cave that had that were like tiny flashlights. Yeah. So maybe the native uh, fauna of this planet are also partially mechanical, so they're. I don't. Is it possible you know they don't have great don't access understand. to electricity, energon cubes, and they have to just eat organic food to yeah. like stay alive, and that's why they have to transform into? Maybe that's it. I mean, this is natural selection at its worst, right? They did. No, there was that one point where uh, Optimus said, 
transform into your rhino form, into your beast form, and go eat something. So they have to transform to eat, so that yes. must be part of it. I, they also have to transform to surrender for some reason, but that comes yeah, later. Yeah, that in was the a little weird, too. Maybe <laughs> they get weak, they're weak when they're in the beast form. Robots Maybe. are stronger than gorillas. Um, ostensibly, right? I've seen some pretty strong gorillas. I mean, fair yeah, enough. I would not bet against a gorilla against a, uh, a robot well, today. But then we also learned that Rhinox gets plugged in for electricity as well. Like, they plug him in by his foot to, like, their thing. Okay, That's so right. no, uh, I don't know that they plugged him in for energy. I think they plugged him in to try and help heal him. Oh, okay. Like, this is, like, their little uh, uh, meta bed. Well, okay, the, what, what's going on in the episode is the face hugger hits Rhinox, and that injects him with a, disease, a, a robot disease An that causes... Energon discharge virus. Thank you. That causes him to cartoon sneeze holes in things. Oh, boy. He sneezes, and this is the more slapstickness. So we already had golfing uh, in the butt, and then we almost, like, a minute later, he's sneezing holes all over the then base. he starts hiccuping. Hiccuping. Then he closes his mouth, covers it up, shoots out his ears. Oh, yeah. It shoots out his ears. He transforms into a rhino and they're just like okay well it's a robot virus so clearly no the the rhino then sneezes holes and things as well and they for some reason keep him in the base mm-hmm. they it's plug him idea. in they're just like hey man this is just th- we could you know there's an entire you know goddamn planet that right. we could take you to but we're going to keep you where you could break. And even the characters even mentioning, like why is he in the base He's, <laughs> he is breaking everything there's valuable shit in here <sighs> Bob forward. Bob forward. Uh, we'll say that I do not like this Dinobot any more than I like the Dinobots, uh, the original series. Wait, Grimlock I'll, is a gem. I I'll, I'll say I like this guy Dinobots. less. But at least with those Dinobots, there was what four of them, three of them. Yeah, yeah. Sludge the Stegodon or the 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 uh, not a Stegosaurus. He was the like the Brachiosaurus kind of dude, which isn't even a thing anymore, I believe. So they is that uh, correct, Jan? They're there coming back. They realize that they're actually uh, a distinct species. Really? Yeah. Oh, I cool. Just, well, I just learned something in the of. middle of this Beast Wars episode. So they're the Pluto of the dinosaurs. All yes. Right. So, and, okay, so going back, so the, the, they're getting the team together uh, to go after Rat Trap and Dinobot because they have chased after, they, they need to catch a tarantula guy to make the antidote. That's what they, that's, that's, that's what what they figure out. Yep. So they, they chase after him, they jump down, they fall into a pit trap. They which fall then... into a Wiley e. Coyote style pit trap. Yes! <laughs> Thing opens up, they're like, uh-oh. Yeah. Which then, which then, more, which then transforms into a slide. Yep. A, oh. Like a giant, like water slide kind of thing, and then inexplicably, a giant boulder starts following them down the slide mm-hmm. that wasn't part of the original design somehow. No. Because they get to the bottom of the slide, they get menaced by the tarantula guy who was then flattened by the boulder who does not see it coming. No. <laughs> And then it does the uh, slow cracking and then crumbling, as is yes. uh, the Looney Tunes style. And this physics. was right around the moment when I gave up. Like this is when <laughs> this is when like I got up after the first knockdown, uh, you know, like like Glass Joe and Mike Tyson's punch out, and then the thing just gives me this as the as the representative star punch. And I just stayed down for the count. <laughs> I took very few notes after this point. It just Dave the Usher. Uh, many words have been spoken, and I don't know what can be said about this episode that hasn't already been said about Vietnam. Uh, torment, horror, PTSD, uh, shell shock, all of these I things. I feel like he's minimizing the uh, horrors of uh, the Vietnam conflict. Uh, I'm inclined to agree with you. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to judge. 
I'm just gonna, you know, only God can judge him. Uh, Being somebody who who was born too late to participate in that uh, war, mm-hmm. I feel at least maybe not the full experience, but I got a little taste. Uh-huh. I got okay. a little taste. Sure, sure. From sure. watching this episode, sure, sure. Uh, we're going oh to uh, not advertise this episode to our veteran. Uh, <laughs> Groups and what have you. Uh, thinking of taking out a little Facebook ad. I was like, you know what? You know what? It's a GI Joe. Who? Why, why wouldn't you have a bunch of uh, veterans uh, listen to the show? Come on. Uh, we're Join us on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. So. No. Uh, it's a great Patreon. Uh, I just say that's how it made me feel. Okay, uh-huh. like it really, mm-hmm. it was really. Mm-hmm. At, at this point, so, uh, I, I I only wrote about a dozen more words about this episode. <laughs> I just I couldn't. I was having a Dave. You win. You is what I'm trying to say. Uh, if the goal was to give me something that was going to make me lose a, a, my love and passion for life, <laughs> you win. GI Joe will return after these messages. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yo, Hulkamaniacs, it's me, Hulk Hogan. Check out my new look. Brother, I was at Arby's scarfing down a chicken cordon blue. That natural chicken tastes righteous. That's because it's not all pumped up with phosphates and fillers, which gave the Hulkster an idea. Maybe I don't need to be pumped up either. Who needs to be doing bench presses and deadlifts all day? Now all of Arby's chicken is made with 100% all-natural, all-delicious chicken. Try our chicken cordon bleu with ham and melted Swiss. It'll have you saying... I'm thinking Arby's, brother. Now back to GI Joe. I uh, maybe maybe we get there with a Rubik's Cube episode for Chan, but uh, you man, you guys both seem to have managed this a lot better than I did. I just, I oh. mean, I will not watch another Beast Wars episode in my life yeah, if I can help it. I'll give you your twenty bucks. <laughs> uh, but uh, twenty bucks, <laughs> I'm fine with. I'm uh, I I'll, I can weather this storm. Yeah, I uh, I watched this episode twice today. Yeah, I don't oh, know what God. you were doing. Um, Walk me through your no, no, thought no. process Ooh. of what what that was like. Do not the dedication is too strong. So, too I, much. I, well, <laughs> here's the thing. So uh, when Beast Wars came around, I was pretty much into my like Johnny teenager now, and I'm too old for cartoons kind of a phase. Sure. 
And I remember. I, I don't know that face. I. <laughs> I wish I didn't almost, but I, I remember seeing it come on as a kid and I was like, why does it seem like they're always just in these hugely vast dark rooms and, you know, this cartoon doesn't look very good. Are they supposed to be miniature cheetahs? What's going on? So I never dipped back into it. Today I was like, okay, I never watched a lot of Beast Wars. I've got this episode to watch. I finished with my work early. Let's go. Started watching it with lunch. Was very confused. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm just oh. going to keep watching it. Yeah. And then watch it again right away and I continue see. taking notes just to see if I learned something that I'm not learning from the first watch. Right. All I have is questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I do that with many episodes of G.I. Joe that we watch for the main sure. feed. And uh, also, they're but, fully enjoyable. But that's done with love and yeah. with joy and, 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 and warm feelings in my heart. What kind of questions you got there, Steve? Well, uh, one of them is, uh, why, why does Optimus Prime seem so, like, blasé about the health and safety of his men? Like, yeah. he makes a yeah. comment about, like, eh, so what if, uh, if uh, you know, Rhinox never gets better? And then later when he learns that uh, Rat Trap and, 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 and Dinobot have gone out to chase, what's his name? He's like, oh, but maybe they'll just go ahead and kill each other first. And it's like, you're the leader of this pretty small platoon of good guys. You should really be more concerned about whether or not they're, they're A, still with you, and B, not trying to kill each other for that matter. But their squabbling has caused problems before. They'll either learn to work together or they'll destroy each other. That is pretty cool for uh, for the good guys. Does, yeah. that, does his voice sound just like Dumbledore's or am I – I don't know – because he sounds just like that sounded just like Dumbledore to me. I forgot to look this up. Chan, are you able to look up who did his voice? Because I've because I've got I, it's I've, not Peter Cullen, obviously. I've got a uh, I've I've got the answer I think in my head, but I'm a little worried to say it out loud until we know for sure. Uh, no, I want uh, you to. I, I, want, have I want, the, want your guess before we say I it. Have, That's way I have more the fun. answer. Go ahead and give me your guess. Was it Uncle Philip Banks from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? It is not. It's not. He sounds no, exactly no. like him. Uh, his name is Gary Chalk. Oh. Uh, he's uh, he's been around. He's done some stuff. He's, uh, he's good. I mean, he doesn't do a bad job. I would say like uh, the voice acting is he sounds great, but he doesn't sound like acceptable. Yeah, well, the voice acting is mostly acceptable in this. It's just the character choices are things I don't like. But that's sure. not the actor's fault. Like no. they're just doing what they got to do. You know, absolutely. Uh, he's done a lot of Transformers and been Optimus Prime in uh, really many different iterations. So. Cool. He, Way to go, Gary he, Chalk. He's legit. Uh, he does uh, live action, and he's been doing, wow, ooh, this, all right, uh, it just kept scrolling down. He said he's got almost 400 actor credits. So wow. He's, yeah. he's, I, I, he's good. It's clear that he works. I actually have a theory to answer your question, That's though. Awesome. I think Optimus Prime actually just was watching this episode, and there just came a point he just didn't care if everybody died. You may be right. You may be right about that. I think that. if I had to live in this Beast Wars world yeah. of slapstick and, and, and silliness, and we haven't even gotten to the worst part yet. That's The denouement is mwah, as far as making me want to just turn it off. Uh, we'll get there. Oh, Rat Trap and Dinobot are dragging the tarantula guy through the cave. Oh, yeah. And then they're just commenting, boy, I don't like dragging this guy through this cave as they drag him through the cave. Yep. 
and they pad the scene even further, and then they stop, and they say, hey, maybe we shouldn't drag him through the cave. And he throws him and goes, good, I don't want to drag him through the cave. And then they agree, oh, hell, let's just drag him through the cave. Yeah, That's like a two-minute scene condensed, and this is why I took so few notes. Well, there uh, obviously there's uh, a, a conflict between the two, uh, and they're stuck with each other for some reason, not clear why, because it's not like they're Fun, right? It's not like a no, you know, like not. an Abbott and Costello, like oh you. It's like I hate you. Yeah. I also hate you. We will continue to hate each other, except for this one point, of course, where Tarantulas wakes up, and they both punch him at the same time. <laughs> they pop him, and the tweet tweet sound effects of a classic. Uh, Sylvester in Tweety episode where Sylvester gets clobbered, sees the little Tweety birds around his head. Oh, yeah. And and the thought process here. They're dragging him because they figure that because they fell down into his pit, into the underground caverns, Mm -hmm. obviously he must have a secret lair, a secret lab where the antidote would be located. That also makes sense. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. There are no secret labs at the bottoms of any pit traps I've ever seen in life. Uh, He is a tarantula, which means that he would have dug himself. There are spiders that uh, it's uh, like wolf spiders and that sort of thing. Uh, Rather than webs, they dig holes, drag people down into them. So it stands to reason that tarantulas would have his lab down here. It also stands to reason because I thought about this for a sec. I was like, he doesn't necessarily have to have an antidote. He could have just made a poison. Sure, uh, he's a bad guy. But also, <laughs> they they had planned, like, if this works out, we're going to make a whole bunch more. And obviously, you want to keep the antidote around because these are dumb assholes. And somebody's <laughs> going to accidentally get poison themselves or poison one of their uh, one of their evil Predacons. Pre- yeah. uh, one of the Predacon uh, comrades. So they're going to need that. So that all checks out. Um very few things uh, logically check out in this episode. That's one of one that stays. You know what? I yield to your mastery. <laughs> there, there is the moment where that uh, is she uh, an evil bumblebee or something that's working with the Megatron? Is she some? God, kind of I bee? hope so. And she <laughs> creates the the antivirus. Well, no, she finds it. It's oh, in she there. Finds it. Yeah, yeah. But she then she's it. like, "Oh yes, I found it." And mm-hmm. then she's like. I should probably just destroy it. Right. <laughs> well, that's that <laughs> yes. is that is good logic. So silly. And it's also good. But ma- the other guy makes a good, good point too. as well right. because mm-hmm. he says we need this is leverage. Mm-hmm. Leverage is important. It is important until it is not. We should keep this around. And I, I'm with that. And that's no. uh, I do not me. like. Mouse would not exactly earn me a seat in Silicon Valhalla. Silicon Valhalla. That's just such a weird <laughs> reference to bring up. We got a Vikings Again, and it's just a big heaven. old mishmash that doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, Silicon Valhalla. Well, we get ready. This is Hilarious the biggest show on HBO. By the way, <laughs> I would watch. <laughs> uh, I, the, the big Act Three secret base fight now is about to happen. Now, how everybody gets there, I'm still very unclear because they just there as I could tell the uh, the the Maximals just sort of shoot a hole in a random wall and then there they are in the lab. Right. Uh, I mean, we're we're calling back the sneezing. Uh, which is apparently stronger than any other weapon they have. Yes, um, easily. Mm. Uh, okay, so we get to the point where the bad guys say, oh, uh, the good guys are here. I'm just going to just open fire out the front door of this base just because. D- that's it. They what? shoot like crazy. They, they shoot like oh, crazy and no, they no, say, no, wait no. for a target. No, no, no. They don't they were see shooting, anybody. They were shooting at... Uh, um, uh, what's Rat Trap and uh, what's his fudge? Oh, Rat Tra- okay. They're shooting at him and they were at undercover uh, and they were just getting crazy. So, 
Yeah, that's what was happening. There. And then, yeah, we have our big uh, our big moment where they say transform and surrender. Or we're going to smash the cure, which I'm sort of like. And I'm playing Mass Effect Andromeda right now. All right. And there comes to be many times where you have to choose like saving one person's life over a potential greater good for the for the people. You know, there was a there was a, a situation that came up with an AI and a guy I barely knew, and the oh. and they were basically the AI was like, "Kill me! I don't want to be taken. I'm an AI who is sentient, Whoa. and I don't like any of you people, and I'd rather die than be be forced to work for one of your civilizations." Oh, and I'm he's the AI is holding this guy in like electrostasis, and it's just like, "I will murder this guy." If you try to take me, so you're forced with the decision. Do you take the AI and let this guy get killed who, you know, got too close to the machine through no fault of his own or yeah. through his own fault or and which and the AI could potentially benefit all the colonies and all the people? Or do you shoot the AI, kill the AI and save this dude's life? I oh, saved cool. the computer because oh. it's all about the greater good. This guy shouldn't have gotten so close. Yikes. And that's the situation we end up here. I realize in Beast Wars. You gotta let Rhinox just die. Wow, you're... you can't all surrender control of the entire planet. Cold corporate heart shines through. <laughs> it's all what's best for business. Mm. We don't worry about individuals; their lives are meaningless. Correct. Oh man, Chan, I'm sorry. That is correct. Oh man, if it's if it's all the people of the planet versus one person, you gotta just. I'm sorry to that one person. I but mean, here's said, that's how it goes. A rational transaction. Yeah. You know what happens though is that they make the choice to save the individual, and it turns out that the individual saves the group. That's true. And and can we just go ahead and explain you how? Would, you would have been wrong. You would have been wrong. You would have been playing your, your little uh, uh, if, uh, shoot-em-up game. If, and, if uh, we would have had this moment spoiled, would I have been wrong? <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to engage you on the level of, of how this ends well for the, uh, for the Maximals. Um, Steve, can you just go ahead and just tell us how, how does Rhinox save the day? This is not, I don't. How well, did Rhinox? Because you watched not, it twice, I figure you have the best perspective of everybody. Wow, here. you had to watch that twice. I, I made myself, and I, and I do regret it. But uh, what happened was uh, Optimus Prime says, "Rhinox, you're too important to this team. Everybody, go into beast mode." Which, by the way, is that why everybody's saying Beast Mode now? Because they were kids when this show was on? Is that uh, what's happening right that's, now? It's a Marshawn Lynch sad. thing. Wow. Very sad I never thought of that. that were the case. So everybody go into Beast Mode. We're surrendering. So they all transform into Beast Mode. Which, by the way, these, these transform sound effects, not as cool <laughs> as they used to be. It used to be such a great, you know, whatever you want to call it. Do, do we have do we have one of this the from this scene of the people of them transforming? I feel like we should the people at home deserve because I hope you didn't watch this. Right, people at home. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's some that's, steampunk kind of like, certainly a more intricate uh, sound bite. It's more yeah. real because it's it the nineties, cool but it's yeah. less interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So and, and then, to, and then what happens, Steve? What happens then after they've all transformed into animals? Rhinox is now in rhinoceros form, and mm. uh, he's still sick. He's still sick. He's still sick, and he reveals that in trying to get better, he ate a bunch of a particular kind of bean. Mm-hmm. The one from the opening scene, I believe. I think so. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what happens when you eat beans, Steve? Uh, I know what happens when Rhinox eat beans. <laughs> no, not that. 
we go. He literally menaces space. them. Yeah. He menaces them by slow turning around. You can see his asshole. You see his tail. You pop see up. his yeah. robot asshole. Mm-hmm. And then now does he does he just fart he, or does he shit? That is, I think he mega farts. Yeah, it's an atomic fart. Yeah, because um, we we cut the angle cuts out to we're looking at the planet from space. Mm-hmm. This great, uh, not quite a mushroom, cloud. is it? It's but it's not good. quite mushroom shaped. It's sure. almost like a banana. It's cloud. one of <laughs> one of those Akira type. <laughs> yeah, like do it, not compare this uh, to Akira on any level, please. And it, and it reaches out past the atmosphere of the planet and everything. Yeah. And then, uh, so he he farts them uh, to in, into submission. And it's especially hilarious because Megatron has a posh British accent. Oh yeah. yeah oh does. no. And a dinosaur's head for a hand. <sighs> and a dinosaur's head for a hand because who gives a shit right. basically. Now, and isn't now, his other hand the tail or maybe that's uh, like a guard for his other I hand? I thought it was but, just a hand, but I mean, I don't know. If they don't care why should I? Uh fair question. Look, I will say right now, if ever your act 3 denouement or your best heightening you can do is somebody farting, then you have lost what respect I had for you as a writer. There was a comedy sketch uh, for an unnamed show here in Los Angeles uh, about you're, you're choosing to. I'm choosing to omit okay. it because mm-hmm. I'm going to protect is the it, innocent here. Is it the, is it your show? It might. Is been. it the show that you write for? <laughs> it might have been the show that I write for. Uh, listen, and so they did a torture sketch where there was really lame tortures, right. and that this thing builds as they're doing the... It was it was about a, a enhanced interrogation is what the kind of the gist of it was. Oh. Sure. Let's absolutely minimize torture yeah. by ending with a fart joke. So it opens with just like this, and the guy's like, ah, it's not that big a deal. And then the second thing happens, he's like, well, that's bad, but it's not... And then the denouement of the sketch was a, a, a political figure coming into the room and farting uproariously oh, and yeah. the guy giving up all of Isis's secrets because the fart was so much. And in that moment, the gentleman who shall remain nameless, who wrote it, any respect I had for him as a person of writer, writer of comedy was immediately gone. Much in the same way what little respect I had. And bless you, Bob Ford, I bet your storyboards freaking rock. Because they got you parlayed into this gig. Heck yeah. But whatever I have for you, when you end with a fart joke as the big reveal, uh, I can't. I can't, dude. I will ask you this. Was that the original uh, button that was written for the sketch, or did that get written in the room? Did he like write something real high-minded, and they're like, yeah, but I don't think the audience is going to get it. Have you considered? <gasps> I will say for, it was in the first draft. Because. It was, was really... it was as intended. Yeah. That was not a rewrite that came later that you can't can't do wow. anything about. All right. Well then, that is a that is a damn shame. Because we have like forty five seconds left, we cut back to the Autobots, or I'm sorry, the Maximals base, and it turns out that he's still sneezing. Yep. He's still. We're still keeping the gag up, even though he's been cured. Yep. He's still sick, and he's still getting over it. So he still sneezes holes in things, and everybody's like, no. "Oh, you." No, he's not sneezing holes in things. That's the oh, thing. excuse me. He's sneezing, but he but is no he's longer. internalizing it. Yes, oh, it's just a normal right. sneeze, not a laser sneeze. He goes into full body. He goes into full body, like, like O mode. Ooh. Oh. What, what O mode? Right. He starts, he's violently shaking, and I assume that's what the he's little feeling. earthquakes are all about. With the the Tori Amos, the Tori Amos little earthquakes. I assume that that's where that's that's like this was inspired by that. This 
is certainly the most humiliating defeat of my entire career. Can I say I feel the same way, dude? Dave the Usher. <laughs> yeah. You win. Yeah. You could have you, recommended Galaxy High or... You have brought us the most humiliating defeat of our entire career. <laughs> Thunder the Barbarian. Any um, show. Oh, any Thunder show. the Barbarian's legit. That would be so um, cool. You know what? Here's the thing. I think... Uh, Gina is strategically bailing yeah. on us. She missed Free Willy. <laughs> oh, she missed this one. This is, uh... and she loves animals. Yeah, but every time we get something that features animals, we can't find Gina. No, she no dummy. Sorry, guys, I'm uh, getting paid in Hollywood. She loves animals, but then she also realizes, wait a minute, they made a cartoon about the fucking whale movie. I'm out. I'm out. Oh, I get it. She likes. She loves animals. And therefore, she doesn't want to see this to reduce her love for animals. Exactly. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. Clever girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's literally the end of the episode. Woo. So, Dave the Usher, I mean, I both respect and hate you in, in equal measures right now. Yeah, I mean, here's, <laughs> Bless you. I mean, here's the thing that we've learned. Uh, good, uh, good cartoons don't work that so great for uh, for a podcast. We prefer uh, to watch them. Yeah, On yeah. the record, like when we're doing these Batman animated series, these are awesome and we are yeah. happy. We are mm-hmm. happy people walking into the room. Uh-huh. But I don't know if the pain of our existence comes through the episode. <laughs> when we get things like Free Willy, this, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, you know, for example. <laughs> I feel like those are some of our, and I don't know if this one, uh, if the rage was just too much, you know, like, I don't know. But, like, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode of Transformers Beast Wars. Oh, yeah. The low road. And if you did enjoy it, maybe talk to somebody. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not like you'd watch it twice before. Oh. I mean, you just got to. <laughs> Look, you... I'm, I'm willing to endure that kind of pain. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, lot. Talk to your therapist about Transformers Beast Wars. <laughs> Ten uh... out of ten therapists agree. Don't watch this show. <laughs> This show. Oh, oh, Chan, could you just real quick before we get out of here, bring up the Wikipedia page for Beast Wars? Because there was a little section in there about the reception and how it was. Because I can't imagine people watching this loved this show, but it was clear the person who wrote Wikipedia was like trying to like sell the show for future generations. Um, And and if you could just maybe just do me a favor, just like read the section on reception, because I really. I felt something when I was when I was reading it. Uh, toy line lauded for its innovative joint construction and the show's overall liked by fans. Show was initially derided by a large portion of loyal G one fans. I believe animals, it. Animals, dinosaurs, or how uh, confronted with hate mail from disgruntled fans. I believe it. In hate its social mail. battle, uh, old school original diehard fans and new age fans. Uh, Truck not monkey became the banner <laughs> and popular argument material for unhappy watchers. Um. First of all, a gorilla is an ape, not a Thank monkey. You. Thank you. Monkeys have tails. And why are there still apes, I ask? Oh. Think about it. Didn't, uh, wasn't there an article recently that uh, a, a colony of apes, maybe chimpanzees somewhere, have officially entered their Stone Age? Oh, wow. Kinda I didn't cool. hear that. Oh. Cool. That sounds like a science jerk story to me. <laughs> Pretty radical. Um, but you get the part where it was just like, uh, all generations like love this show, and it's really... It's really great. It, it's just it. I don't know. There's something about it that was so disingenuous to me <laughs> that somebody like was trying to like make money off of it still by planting like good good news about it. Well, I'm sure. I mean, there are people who enjoy it, so um, they well, were acknowledging that. Uh, you know, <laughs> no. I mean, look, t- different strokes to move the world, as the song says. Yeah. You know, it takes many yeah. flavors to make a rainbow.
It's true. true. What? So rainbows don't have flavors. They do if you take enough LSD. Mmm. Or just eat a bag of Skittles Ooh. and taste the rainbow. That's gonna do it for this episode Could of we have did Beast not, Wars. Did, have been done for earlier, much uh, earlier. Yeah, probably. Uh, 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 Steve, uh, tell us again, like, where can people find you on social media if they want to follow you and oh, uh, be a part of your world? You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram under the same handle. That is Steve in No Hoewood. For North Hollywood, not no hoes around or that sort of thing. Interesting. Steve in no th- – now I'm saying my own name wrong. <laughs> Steve in no hoewood, Twitter and Instagram. And those go. are the only two I bother with. There you go. And that's, that's great cool. right there. Uh, are you – yeah, that's all I want to say about this. I don't want to talk about the show anymore. I am Ray Stacanus, and I am found uh, at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPM. And thanks again. Dave the Usher, we do really appreciate uh, stuff like this. It really it, it opened my eyes. I really didn't know that this was a thing, and now I do. So I do feel enriched to some degree as a result of that. So I hope I'm not I'm not sounding too ragery at you. I do appreciate you. And I appreciate all you Patreon people out there. You're the real heroes in my life, and we, we do this for you. What's so, a ragery? I try not to think about the words I use, Chan. Uh, I can't not. <laughs> uh, until then, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the previous episode of Silverhawks, now in, in Beast Wars. And we're going to do an episode of Recess, ooh, uh, which is from the Disney Channel, I believe. And we're going to be doing that as a, uh, a special episode as well. Until then, may your optimists be primed and your megas be troned. <laughs> I don't hate that. Oh, okay. I got one. Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of The Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host, Nave and I, break down a cooperative experience in gaming. And we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on the Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss, and I'm playing my Pokemon, and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling in the water. And I remember screaming for my mom, trying to get this game. Boy Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. And oh I was my just god! Like traumatized. I was like, no, my my Pokemon. That's gaming together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co-op partners. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.